Hi, this is Ben Lowell with Back to the Bible Canada, and today's episode of Truth and Life Today with Dr. John Newfeld. And today we're going to be talking about the issue of evangelism. And uh, if you want to tune in every week to Truth and Life Today, you can tune in at iTunes, at YouTube, at backtothebible.ca, or like us on Facebook. So let's begin today. Dr. Newfeld, welcome. Yes, it's great to be here. It is great to be here. And, and uh, we're going to have a conversation around evangelism today, but it's stimulated from a message you did in your Revelation series. And uh, the original question was stimulated from our conversation and a reference you made in a broadcast called Jesus Against Lethargy. And at the very end, you said this. You said, this lethargy that surrounds us is a lethargy towards proclaiming the gospel. And in reality, Christ comes against us. Yeah. Now, how the listener took that statement was that if we didn't evangelize, or to use your words, Jesus will not save us unless we learn to share our faith one-on-one -on -one with non-believers. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I think there's more to that, and so I just want to ask you to sort of share some of your thoughts about that. Yeah, so let me just take you back to what I had said. So from Revelation chapter 3, which is about the church in Sardis, so let me read verse 3. It says, Jesus is speaking, Remember then uh, what you received and heard, keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come against you. Okay. So Jesus is saying, if you don't wake up from your lethargy, I will come against you. Now, those weren't my words. They're actually the words of the text of Scripture. So I try as hard as I can not to make up my own theology as I go. This is actually the word of Christ. And that's shocking to us. And the reason I had said it the way that I did is I wanted us to hear the words of Christ again and kind of be shocked by them ourselves. Would Jesus actually come against a church? And the answer is yes, he would, if that church doesn't wake up from its lethargy. So now the question is, you know, if I don't do evangelism one-on-one, -on -one, is that the lethargy that it's talking about? Yeah. Well, in a sense, Ben, it doesn't even matter. The fact is, if we remain in a condition where we're unresponsive to what Christ wants, Christ comes against us. So here's the question, doesn't that mean we're saved by faith then? That's what people will often ask, yeah, and I think yeah. that's what's behind that. So let me just take you to a couple of passages in Scripture, and one of them are taken from Revelation chapter 12, and I read verse 11, and there it says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives unto death. And you do find that in the book of Revelation, that people are saying, I think that openly proclaiming Christ is of a greater value to me than life itself. And I think, if I can, it's what real conversion is. Yes, we are saved by grace and by grace alone, and that grace comes through faith. I trust in what Christ has done for me. But as I put my trust in Christ, the reason I do that, there's an awakening in my heart. My heart is awakened to love the things of God more than life itself. That's what conversion is. I've come to love Christ and I want His promises of the life to come more than the life that's right here now. So it's not that loving Christ more than life saves me. No, no. God's grace saves me, and it comes through faith. But when I'm genuinely saved, that's what the saved life looks like. So when there's a lethargy in my life, and here's what I think about all the warnings of Scripture. The warnings of Scripture are intended to do one of two things. One is to shock us back. 
you know, because all of us are drifting towards unbelief. I mean, you are, I am, we're all doing that. And so Christ comes and He sternly rebukes us. And we're shocked and we wake up and say, yeah, I need to listen. And, and when we hear it that way, that's an indication that we're saved. Because a saved person does hear the Word of Christ. Mm-hmm. But the person who's not saved, who's just been, you know, it's easy believism. It's a, it's a, a thin veneer for something that's not real. The warning comes into their life and they just brush it off and they go on. Yeah. And see, in, in a sense, the warnings of Christ tell us where we're at. Yeah. Now, having said that, Ben, I, I want to say one more thing, and I know you've got some questions to ask me, but, but I want to take us back to the book of Luke. And in Luke, uh, Jesus says, if you don't confess me before men, I'll not confess you before my Father in heaven. Yeah. So in essence, what Christ is demanding of us, he is saying, don't you be ashamed of me. Don't you be ashamed of me. And I think that's a genuine rebuke from Christ. Don't you be ashamed of me. You know, little stuff. You're in a public restaurant. Yeah. You know, and, and your meal gets delivered. And, um, you know, there's a pretty girl across the way who's looking at you and think, man, if I, you know. Do not be ashamed to hold to the testimony of Christ. Even when you, you get a sense that, you know, somebody's looking at you, bow your head anyway. and honor Christ above all things. It doesn't matter whether it feels natural or not, confess Him publicly. So I'm I'm less concerned with a person who's saying, well, you know, if I haven't learned to be effective in person-to-person evangelism, you know, we can learn to be more effective. But the real issue is I will stop being ashamed of Christ in public. I'm going to make Him known. So maybe part of the, uh, the speed bump here is that when we talk about evangelism or we talk about representing Christ, we get a lot of different pictures in our heads of what that means. Yeah. That means I have to be that, that person that, you know, walking down the street will say, hey, are you saved? And then I'm going to, a, you know, the four points of the gospel or whatever yeah. the case might be. And I'm not that person. Yeah. So that means if I can't do that, I'm not saved. Yeah. But I don't think that's what we're saying. Yeah, it's really silly to think that way. We're saved by grace through faith. And then we also know that God gives gifts. And some people I have seen, and you've seen it too, they're unbelievably effective evangelists. I mean, I don't know what happens. Um, I remember sharing the gospel with someone uh, and, uh, and they had said, yeah, somebody else has already shared the gospel with me beforehand. And I went to that person and said, you know, leave someone left over for the rest of us, you know, because that person was so effective. I mean, it just seemed like everyone they touched were coming to Christ. And some of us, really labor at this thing. So some of us are more gifted than others. Well, that doesn't mean that the more gifted person is more spiritual or even bolder in relationship to Christ. They've just been given a gift. But every single one of us can learn. You know, you you get a coffee at 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 Starbucks or Tim Hortons. It's nothing to say to the person who gave it to you, not only thank you, but God bless you. You know, it's, it's not difficult for us to learn to put God talk into our everyday life. Yeah. I'm worth a work colleague who says, you know, I got a real problem. I mean, my kid is hooked on drugs. And to say, can I pray for you? Even to say, can I do that right now? A person is sometimes taken aback, but you lead by m- making yourself a public Christian rather than a private one. Every one of us can do that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we were, I think, a little bit misguided uh, a few decades ago when we, we bought into the friendship evangelism type of thing. And there's nothing wrong with being a friend and being a Christian right. and, 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 and representing Christ in that way, but it sort of gave us an out. No longer did we just, were we, was it ne- necessary to talk about Jesus? 
as long as we were just sort of like Jesus around people kind of thing. I, I don't know, but it, it gave us an out, and it's probably not a good out. Yeah, it's really a bad out. I remember some time ago, somebody in, in, in my church coming to me and saying, you know, a work colleague just died, and they died outside of Christ, and I'm kind of stunned by that because I've never shared the gospel with them, but they always knew where I stood. Yeah. And my response is, knowing where you stand doesn't get you right with God. I mean, somebody has to tell someone about the cross of Jesus and what that means. So I don't think that we have to enter into a deep enough friendship to share parts of the gospel or all of the gospel. We can always be prepared, mm -hmm. and we should be. But let me again get back to the original question. That is to say, that doesn't earn me my salvation. It's the outflow of being in Christ. That is, being in Christ, I find that all the, the commands of God are delightful now in me. I seek to do the commands of God. Some of the commands are more difficult. Some of the commands are easier, and I know that. And sometimes it depends on my personality, but I'm coming to the Lord and saying, about everything, would you teach me how to be obedient? It's the mark of the saved person. In some ways, we've lost our passion to share the good news. Yeah. We've lost our passion, I think, Ben, because of a number of things. One is we've listened to those individuals who have told us that maybe, just maybe, maybe after death or, or, or some other time, you know, everyone's going to get saved anyway. Mm. I think we've not had a robust doctrine of what sin actually is and how it's an offense to God and that God is righteous and demands an accounting of our lives. We don't see human souls in peril. Yeah. And because we have lost that vision, we've lost our passion around this too. So I think the first thing that happened is we got sloppy in our theology. And then secondly, because we got sloppy in our theology, we stopped sharing the good news. So maybe the thing to do is to go back to its very root system. Is it possible for anyone to have their sins forgiven outside of the cross of Christ? Yeah. See, that's the question we need to answer. I mean, is sin a problem? Yes. Is God just? Yes. Does He demand an eternal accounting? Yes. How do I get my sins forgiven? I mean, until we start answering those questions, we won't get our passion back. Yeah. And I wonder if we've lost a sense of urgency with it because we don't teach urgency very much from our pulpits anymore. Uh, uh, you're doing a series on the book of Revelation right now, and we just uh, were in the studio the other day, and you were talking about... Uh, uh, mankind and what's going to end ultimately happen, uh, the killing of mankind. And, and if that doesn't stir up some urgency in you to tell people about Jesus, I don't know what does. Yeah, I mean, in the end of the day, I recognize that I can't win them to Christ. So I'm praying constantly. And by the way, could I say a bit, I think another good place to start would be to say, you know, wherever you have natural contacts within your family, within your work colleagues or wherever it is, are you praying for their salvation? Yeah. Because if you're not, what's going on in your life that you're not? Hmm. So it ought to be a part of your prayer life. You ought to name them before God and claim them before God. Thanks so much, John. Uh, what a great challenge for all of us to just represent our Lord because He is worthy and ought to be glorified in that way. Uh, thanks for joining us again for Truth and Life today and join us again next week as we take on some more questions that are coming in from our viewers and our listeners. And don't forget, if you want to support the ministries of Back to the Bible Canada, you can do so by calling 1-800-663-2425 or visit us online at backtothebible.ca.
We hope you're enjoying the new Truth in Life Today show with Dr. John Newfeld. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode each week. But we want you to be involved in the show. To submit your own personal questions to Dr. John, you can email us at info at backtothebible.ca or find us on Facebook by searching Truth in Life Today.